Sister, in this episode, we will cover where your energy suck is in perimenopause, why that's happening, and the four steps that I can do every day when I feel like I'm losing my energy and I don't know where it's gone to get you back feeling alive and squeezing as much energy out of yourself as you can. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey sister, how are you feeling in that body today? I'm going to keep it real. (laughs) I am going through a couple week period where my energy is not where I want it to be or where I expect it to be. And it's always a reminder to me that we can do all the things. Like, look, I know when you know, maybe I had a couple of late nights or some drinks with friends or, you know, maybe made a decision in my nutrition that isn't the best. And I know when I pay for that in my energy, but when you're doing the things and you don't have the energy and you're like, you're in your follicular and ovulatory phase, especially if you're still, you know, if you're cycle syncing and you don't have that energy, it can be like a real drainbow. My sister made up that word or gave it to me anyway. And I think it's such a perfect word where you just, you know, there's something going on in your life that is such a drainbow or there's someone in your life that is always negative and it just kind of drains the light out of you. So for me, I know for sure when I don't, when I, when I expect energy to be there and it's not there, I feel like it's such a drain. So I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to take this episode and share with you guys the four things I do that help me get more energy in perimenopause um, when I'm when I'm hitting these walls. And I also know it is one of the most common questions or common struggles I hear from you guys in my DMs when I'm asking you, what are you feeling? What are you experiencing? If we hop on a one-on-one call in the posse, in midlife mojo, this is it's almost more of an issue for all of us than weight gain. I know a lot of women are struggling with that was one of my issues where I'm like, where did these 15 pounds come out of nowhere? You know, obviously that can be very frustrating. And and I believe that when you don't understand why you're gaining weight, like that itself is a drain on our energy, right? At all times. But 
I find that if we have energy, right, if we feel good and we have energy, then we can usually do the things that make us feel really good or we can do a little bit more to, you know, help us release that weight or, or whatever it is. So what do you do when you're in these times and you feel like you should have energy and you just don't and it's becoming the rainbow of your life? This is what we're going to cover in this episode. So let's dive into it. Now, like I was saying, I've been going through this phase here and feeling really a bit frustrated, but I, this is also, you know, humanity, right? It's also a part of being human and being in life. And the first part of everything I always like to explain is, is when we understand that specifically perimenopause is that is a real significant hormonal transition. We can understand that there is a greater workload. So there's a greater energetic demand on our body during this time. And my favorite way to, you know, compare it to is like that first trimester of pregnancy or, you know, when we went through puberty, not that I remember that time, but I see my kids going through it now. And they are more tired, right? A lot is happening. Growth is happening. And yet what's frustrating in perimenopause is that, you know, we don't see it on the outside, right? We can have a lot of empathy for, or sympathy or empathy, whatever one, for our kids when they're going through puberty because you see them grow. We have a lot of um, sympathy and empathy for women who are pregnant because we see that belly growing and we recognize, oh my gosh, something big is happening inside of them. But we don't get to see that in perimenopause. And everyone is telling us it's a negative thing, which it is not. I want to remind you guys, I want to take this moment, and this is part of my mission, is although it is a greater workload, you guys, perimenopause is can be a time of magic as well, of magical creation also. The same way puberty is a time of magical creation where our kids, and, and when we went through it, we're going from being a child growing into, you know, a more adult human, a more mature human, the same way when we are in pregnancy, we are creating life. Perimenopause is our opportunity to recreate ourselves. It is an opportunity in our life where we are no longer like insanely, you know, subconsciously driven to reproduce, where we can actually be faced and be more clear of the things that are bothering us and really give us that opportunity to grow. It's where we are more creative when we tune into ourselves. We just need to know how to take care of us properly, right? Same way with teenagers. They need to know how to have proper hygiene. They need to have proper nutrition and they need to have the proper amount of activity and social connection and a long time same way with pregnancy, right? Like when, when we know how to take care of ourselves properly during these significant phases of our life, we're going from caterpillar to butterfly here. And I don't, I want to just change that story for all of you around perimenopause and menopause. This is not about us just getting older and shriveling up. Do not sit down and let that message come from maybe the patriarchy, maybe just society. It is a patriarchal society after all. I'm going to digress there and not go down my feminism path. But all that to say, this is a powerful opportunity for us to transform, for you to transform, sister. You just need to know how to care for yourself properly. And of course, one of the frustrating pieces is that we almost need to undo some habits at the same time. But look at this as your opportunity to take a step, one step back so you can leap three steps forward into the life you want. Because, you know, we, our, our teens, our 20s, you know, we're like, 
trying to figure out so much of life, right? We didn't even really get to soak it in and enjoy it because we're like, who am I going to be when I grow up? You know, who am I going to find? Who am I going to fall in love with? Who am I going to share my life with? What am I going to do? What's the impact, right? At, at, at our, by the time we hit our 40s and 50s, that stuff has clarified a bit more for us. That has, fog has cleared and we are a little bit more clear on what our future could be and what we are capable of. And we're a bit more confident in that, right? And a little less insecure and a little less caught up in everyone else's judgment because we're not in high school anymore, right? We're no longer as worried about what everyone else is saying around us. And if you are, it's time to have that little gut check and remind yourself you're not in high school anymore. I know for me, I still struggle with this discomfort around really dominating kind of mean girls a little bit. It makes me really uncomfortable and I have to remind myself, Bria, you're not in high school anymore. You don't have to shrink yourself so that you're not noticeable around other people that make you feel uncomfortable, right? That's a, its own real issue. But here we are in this phase. We have a massive opportunity. So if you have realized that, if you're coming to the show and you're recognizing that you have this huge opportunity to thrive, or maybe you're not quite convinced yet. So stick around, stick around on the podcast, like come check out, you know, come hop into the perimenopause posse with us. Come into this world a little bit more so that you don't forget. So you don't forget that this is a real opportunity of growth, right? Same as puberty, same as pregnancy. This is one of our pivotal moments as women. And men don't get these moments the same way we do. So we have an opportunity here. And I want you, I want you to emerge the butterfly. I don't want you to get stuck in the cocoon. Um, so here we are. Now you've realized this. Now I've told you this and I'm asking you to trust me, which is a big ask. I get it. But stick around the podcast. Keep listening. DM me. Tell me what you need so I can remind you again and again how this is such an opportunity for you. But here we are. We're in this phase and we're like, I want, I want to become all that I can be. I'm now, I don't have the same insecurities. I don't have the same, maybe even money issues, right? That maybe we had in our twenties. And you're a little bit more on solid ground. We have this opportunity, but we're like, damn, where did my energy go? I don't feel like doing anything. And the other rub, I'll tell you, when you start to heal, right? One of the biggest issues we're running into in perimenopause it has really an, an overload of cortisol, of the stress hormone. And along with cortisol comes its best buddy, adrenaline. And when cortisol in, comes in and adrenaline happens in the body because of maybe choices we're making that aren't very healthy for us, or we have inflammation in the body, that gives us this false sense of energy that we have. And the problem, of course, is that eventually it rubs out and we go, runs out and we rubs out, huh? it runs out and goes smack into burnout, right? Adrenal fatigue and burnout. So we don't really want to get to that point. We want to shift ourselves into a place of clean energy. But when you start cutting out these things that are ticking off your body, when you start shifting yourself into a pocket of lower inflammation, of more um, supportive, of a lower cortisol lifestyle, there is a bit of a letdown. There's a bit of a moment where you feel like, where's my energy gone? So that's a real pocket. And I don't want you to quit because of that. I want you to expect it. I want you to anticipate it. And then I want you to think about these four things, because if you're struggling with energy and you know that that energy is what's keeping you back from becoming the butterfly, from leaning into these habits, from 
you know, deepening your connection or really coming to the table for the hard conversations in your life that are going to come up in midlife, whether that's in your relationship or whether that's with your teen kids or whether that's with the people you work with, whatever it is that's coming up, we need to have energy to come to the table and not always hide from it and not numb it. How do we get more energy when we don't know, when we don't have it? Where does it even come from? So I'm going to give you my four steps. No, four, four steps. Four steps and tips all at once. Here we go. <laughs> so number one, this is what I do. I do this every time. Every time I start to realize like, oh my gosh, I don't feel the way I want to feel. I look to these four steps. Number one, make everything super duper trooper simple for your body. And what I mean by that, sis, is... We are, we know our body is working extra hard during this phase. So we do not want to add more to its plate. It's this, it's no different than, you know, you're, if you work a corporate job or you've ever worked somewhere and all of a sudden, you know, maybe someone's going on mat leave or someone like leaves and you have to take on their response, like no one else is hired and you need to take on those responsibilities. And you're like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do my job and this job all at once, right? This is what's happening in our body. The body has its full plate and now it has to do another job of making this transition, this hormonally shifting transition. And it's really flipping full. And in those times in our life, that's the time when one, we ask for help, we ask for support. And in our body, what we need to make sure to do is that we don't make it more challenging. We don't make things harder for our body. We actually double down on the things that provide a consistent foundational support. Like if you've ever had a child or a puppy or a kitten, like if you ever had a baby in any way in your life, you know that working towards a routine is the way to success, right? When are they sleeping? When are they eating? When are they awake and act and being active, right? When are these things happening at all times? And this is actually how we really support our circadian rhythm, right? Our circadian rhythm is our 24-hour energy clock that all humans and plants and animals have. And it kind of dictates when we're awake and when we get tired because we need to sleep. And, and really a lot of our, our metabolics around there, if your circadian rhythm is a bit of a mess, then we can't even begin to build a successful infradian rhythm. With our, we can't begin to create a successful space for our metabolism, our blood sugar levels, our, um, our hormones, our estrogen and progesterone to balance out as best as they can at this time. So we want to make everything super simple for our body. And we do this by creating routine and consistency. And that looks like making sure you're going to bed around the exact same time every day and waking up around the exact same time every day. So this is what I do. I'm like, I double down on making sure I'm in bed. I like to go to bed usually around 9.30 most nights. And it might be 10 by the time I fall asleep. Maybe I'll read a little. Maybe I'll listen to something a little. Maybe I'll just breathe a little. And then I wake up around the same time every day. I get some daylight in my eyes. Now, I know that's not helpful as we head into the winter months in the, in the Northern Hemisphere here, and it gets dark early. But the moment you can get daylight, not blue light, not screens, <laughs> we want to get daylight into our eyes the best as we can. And when, when we do that, we're stimulating our natural circadian rhythm that way. And then we make sure we hydrate as best as we can. 
And do not underestimate the power of electrolytes in our water. A lot of the times we're drinking and drinking and drinking all of this water, but we're not actually absorbing the water into the body. So if you're someone who you're drinking all this thing and you're just peeing all day long, it usually means you need some electrolytes in there so you can absorb the, the energy and, and the quality of the water into hydration in your body. That can look like actually getting a sugar-free electrolyte that can look like getting, just putting like a 16th of a teaspoon of sea salt or Himalayan pink salt in your water. Um, that can look like uh, one of my favorite products from Organifi is called Peak Power. It has some electrolytes in it. So whatever it is, we want to get that hydration first thing in the morning. And then we want to make sure that we are eating at very similar times every single day. No more skipping breakfast, right? We want regulated blood sugar so the body doesn't have to work harder. We want the body to be focused on making this transition. We want all focus on that, right? Same thing if you're, you know, maybe you're in a relationship or a partnership or a marriage and you know your partner has a really busy season at work. So you sit down, you have that conversation. You're like, okay, I'm gonna pick up the slack over here or you're going through that, like that time period where you're, you know, maybe you're, expanding your career and you're taking some exams or some new designations and you know it's going to be busier. Somebody says, okay, I'm going to pick up the slack so you can focus on this one area. This is what we want to do for our body. We want to make sure that we're, we're giving the body its space to focus on the major challenge right now. And we do that by having super simple consistency. Because if we don't eat consistently, then the body's like, or sleep consistently, the body's like, I don't know when I'm eating and sleeping. I don't know when I'm going to get that energy supply in. And that's a problem because then it has to kind of wait around and wonder, are we getting it? Or are we not getting? It? Oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to get, so I better store this or I better amp up my adrenaline and cortisol, which is the exact opposite of what we want. So we want to make sure we are eating at really consistent time periods. Before you even worry about what you're eating, get the pattern down so your body knows what to expect. So for me, I wake up, you know, around 5.30 or 6 every day and you know, I make sure I am eating by 8 a.m. is what I like to try to do is eat at eight. And then I eat again four to five hours later. And we want to make sure we're eating enough in each meal to keep us full and satisfied. Because again, if you're snacking a lot, usually that means you haven't eaten enough in your meal. And every time you eat good, bad, or ugly, the body's got to stop what it's doing and deal with the thing coming in the body. Anything other than water, it's got to deal with, right? And that's taking its eye off the job, taking its focus off of the thing we want it to do. So we, we make sure we eat four to five hours later and then four to five hours later. And that also protects this space in between our meals for the rest and digest, right? So the body can digest the food, use the, use the nutrients instead of store the nutrients, use it and assimilate it as energy and get back to the darn job at hand. And then, of course, after dinner, you know, maybe you go for a walk, you go to bed at night around the same time, and we repeat. These are pillars of health. These are foundational pieces of health. We see animals do this all the time. They're super routine. You know, this is what our body needs during this season. It needs consistency. So we want to stop making things more complicated and make everything super simple for your body. Okay, number two make sure you recover. We all across the world watch Olympians at the Olympics and marvel at their performance every four years, every two years, I guess, winter, summer. 
were amazed, amazed at how exceptional they are. What Olympians do really well is not just perform in that way, but part of their performance they understand is a rest and recover period. You need to bake time into your day and your week and your routine for proper recovery. And during this time when we are, you know, doing a greater workload in our body, we likely need a little bit more recovery time. So we can do that, of course, by just making sure you have 20 minutes of rest, making sure you are working with your cycle in your workouts if you aren't doing that already. And of course, if you're in a very inflammatory time, like if you are just learning about this stuff right now and you have inflammation, like you're not pooping every single day, you're dealing with bloating, your skin's a bit of a mess, you have brain fog, all of those are indicators of inflammation in the body. So a good recovery option is just like pulling the activity all together other than daily walking and just making sure you're taking extra time and space to rest, to chill the heck out so that you have that baked in time period. Once you get back to business, you can just make sure, you know, once or twice a week, you have a really solid recovery time period from your movement, from your life, from the stressors of everything. Meditation can be really great for this. Just like chill out time can be really, really great for this, doing something you enjoy. Uh, But until then, we almost need to create a larger space for that, right? And look at it almost like an off season for our athletes. All right, number three, the third way to get more energy in perimenopause is to rupture, is to release the old. If you've ever seen like swamp, a swamp, like swampy puddle water or swamp and know how it like smells, right? Like stagnant water kind of stinks a little bit and it's a little gross and it's a little dirty and the bugs are all hovering around it. We want our water moving, right, and flowing through. We So we talk a lot about like, fill your cup, fill your cup, fill your cup. But it, you cannot fill a cup if it is full with stagnant, muddy swamp water, right? So if we have been, you know, in a season of a lot of stress, and I'll tell you what, I talk to you guys on our one-on-one calls all the time, and we all know COVID was hard, but a lot of us are not even sharing or recognizing how challenging other things were during that time. I talked to some of you guys who lost babies, who lost parents, who lost family, who went through divorce, who had you know kids struggle with anxiety, who had your own anxiety issues. Uh, women are exceptional at pretending everything's okay, even to ourselves. So I will tell you right now, there's a good chance that your cup is runneth over, but not with anything good. It's runneth over with stagnant, muddy swamp water. And we cannot put anything good in there if it is full with junk. So we need to rupture that out. We need to release that old negative energy. We need to release that guck, whether it is, whether it's, you know, something bigger like going to therapy and moving through emotions, whether it is just daily screaming into a pillow or in the shower in the car you guys you guys hear me talk about this often it's one of my favorite things to do is just have a good scream have a good scream and or sing or dance shake things up to release right we want to release that pent-up energy that is bottled up in there and keeping us from being able being able to hold space for joy so make sure that you create space. I mean, we're talking screaming in the shower, guys, like we're one minute or less. That's all this takes. It doesn't take long. If you can't get out to like, 
you know, a great hot yoga class, which is also another amazing release. Just have a holler in your shower or in your car when you're alone. Just let that business out. Have a tantrum on the floor if you have to. Scream into the pillow in your closet so your kids can't hear you if you want to hide it. Whatever it is, release. I know when I release, I feel so much better. And, you know, having a massage can be a really powerful way to do this, which is great. It's a luxury thing. We don't always get to do it. But I know, especially when it's my wife giving me a massage because I'm feeling like I'm in a really safe place, when I need a good rupture and I, I can feel it in my muscles, right? If you're a tense person, if, you're, if you've noticed you're tensing up and your posture's gotten a bit whack, when I get a massage, it makes me cry. Like I just, it's like this release of emotion that's been caught up in there. So take the time every day to release. If you're stuck with your energy, if you're feeling like you cannot get better, take the time to release the old stuff. And number four, commit to a daily energy amplifier. What is that, you ask? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. So a lot of the times when I ask my clients, what are, you know, what do you do for fun? (laughs) They're like, well, I I like to work. You know, a lot of people like to work out. That gives them energy. That's their stress, you know, reducing piece. But I want something that gives you energy that doesn't taketh away, right? When we use our fitness as our energy creator, it's asking and giving. We want not, we want an experience, an energy amplifier, something that is built into your day that fully lifts your energy and makes you feel alive again because we forget, right? And we're like an energy, you know, a power plant, we, we don't like energy doesn't come in. We create energy from within us. Yes, the tools we have, right? Like how we eat and how we move and how we sleep set us up for how much energy we can create, right? Quality micronutrients, the right, you know, a good enough protein, good healthy fats, enough carbohydrates. Those things give us the tools to create energy, but we have to create it from within us. And there's ways we can do that by focusing on every day committing to a daily energy amplifier. So some of my favorite things, you know, look, there's there's big things we can do, like when you go to a concert or a musical, depending on, you know, what you love, and you just feel the energy from the people on stage, or you feel the energy of the people around you and you get so excited. I see it in a lot of sports fans here in the United States. They love their football here and they just get amped up, right? It's their energy amplifier. It just brings it to the table. So there's big things you can do for to do that. But you know, some of my favorite energy amplifiers, of course, listening to a good song, like one of my favorite songs in my car, but catching up with a friend like one of those friends that lifts you up, one of those friends that you always have funny, silly conversations with. So someone, not a Drainbow friend, we all have them and we love them anyway, but the friend that makes you laugh, the friend that you can be yourself with. We want to, that feeling, you know, when you get off the phone and you're like, ah, why don't we do that more often? We need to get together in person. You know, we want something that shakes things up a bit inside of us to get us feeling alive again right? Remember when you fell in love the last time and maybe it was a long time ago for some of you and it feels like you're alive. You can't even think of anything else. You cannot. 
every song makes you think of that person. You know, you're falling asleep thinking of that person. Like you are buzzing when you, you know, and, and we can't always recreate that again and again and again, but that is the stimulation of your vagus nerve. And that's what we're trying to do is like sing get on the phone with the people that make you feel so good. Do a little something. It doesn't have to be long. It can be a little thing every single day that just lifts that part of you. That's how we generate our own. It's almost like the spark. I snapped my fingers there. It's that spark. Once we get the spark, we're like, okay, I've got a little energy. I've got, it's there. It's in me. It's there. And no, we, if we're struggling in major hormonal chaos, we might not be able to like light that fire all day long. But you can listen to a really good podcast, you know, it doesn't have to be mine, <laughs> but you can listen to a really good podcast that, you know, gets you excited by someone who has a lot of energy or tells you something that you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. And you get really excited about implementing those things. You know, maybe it's like a hilarious radio show, like whatever it is for you, do something every day. Commit to that daily energy amplifier. All right. I want to hear from you guys. If this made sense, if you've been missing these steps, if any of these steps were a light bulb or an aha moment, please reach out, send me a message, tell me about it, take a snapshot, rate and review the show, pass it along to someone else, but reach out and let me know. I want to know how to best serve you and help you light that fire and give you the strategies that you need. So one more time here. Four steps to getting more energy in perimenopause. Make everything super duper simple for your body. Make sure you recover every day. Make sure you are rupturing and releasing that old muddy swamp water and commit to a daily energy amplifier. I promise you, do this for two weeks and send me a message. You're going to thank me. It's going to work. All right, let's go out and be more in our lives, sister, and less on a scale. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the period whisperer podcast i want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at and of course if you loved this episode if you learned something make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts <laughs>